This is Big Tasty Sports. It's Monday. That means it's time for futures. This is becoming a weekly thing. I actually didn't set out to do that when I started, but damn. These markets sometimes feel pretty soft, especially if you are willing to do the work to find the right places. And so for me, this has become a core way of how I'm betting the NFL now. I mean, I try and invest in the stock market and stuff like that, and it goes okay. But if you could tell me I can get a 30, 40% return on investment, I would take it any day of the week. And so that's kind of the way I'm looking at futures. Yes, it ties up my money for a while, but if I can be consistent and good at it, then that return on investment is going to be worth it. Going to change things up a little bit this week. I know in the past I've gone through the AFC and NFC first and then gotten to the bets at the end. This week I will do the bets at the beginning. That's way if, That way if that's all you're here for, which is probably most people, if I was watching this video, that might be all I was here for. So I'm going to start with those and I'll talk a little bit about why on each of them. I will have them time stamped, so if you want to skip from one to another, you can do that. And then at the end, I'll get to the AFC and NFC breakdown of all the teams and where I see them at this week compared to last week. Just so you know, before I jump in, right now, this is just estimating. I mean, I went through pick by pick of all the futures bets I've made, tried to figure out which ones, uh, well, I didn't try to figure out which ones have moved in my direction which ones have moved against me and which ones are pretty much even still from where I bet them. There are some because they're parlays where it's pretty hard to determine because different legs have moved in different directions. So those I just left off and didn't count either way. But right now I have 24 futures bets that have moved in my direction that I've made this year, nine that have moved against me and four that are pretty much even. If the season ended today, adding up the money, and this obviously can move both directions. I'm not saying this is where it'll end up because there's a lot still to be decided. But right now, I would expect to be up close to 40 units, and that is without counting a Philly Super Bowl bet I have that would be 100 units for me. And then that is also without counting a Geno Smith comeback player of the year bet which is one of my best futures bets from plus 2,000 to minus 135, but I'm not counting it. I'd be getting ahead of myself, but that would be 10 units if I won that one. So things are looking positive for now. Hopefully at the end of the season when it actually matters, things will still look positive. That said, oh, other thing. Uh, people say this, and I'm not saying it to piss and moan, uh, but this does take a lot of work. I'm spending a lot of time going through these futures every week, trying to find not only the best bets and get more and more exact about those, but also find the best lines for you to be able to grab. So I would really appreciate it if you could like the video, comment, subscribe to the channel, ask your friends to subscribe, ask your mom or your grandma to subscribe. That'd be freaking awesome. And if you're listening to the podcast, please do rate and review that and share it as well. All right, here we go. First quick review of last week bet, week's bets and how they've moved. Oh, sorry about that little beep there. Maybe I'll get it out of there and maybe I won't. Depends on if I have time, but we can all deal with a beep. Even if so, would like it to be more professional, but 
sometimes you don't have time to be all the way professional. So last week's bets all have moved in my direction. Some more than others. Kansas City over 12 and a half from plus 118. Now to minus 105. Needed that win against Tennessee. That was a squeaker. A lot closer than I thought it would be. Seattle over eight and a half at minus 120. Now to over nine and a half, minus 110. A little harder to quantify. But in futures bets, one win is definitely worth more than 10 points. So that is a good move as well. Denver under six and a half wins at plus 125. Now at plus 115. And then Tampa Bay to win the division from plus 100 now to minus 185. So uh, a couple significant movements and a couple small movements in my direction. This week, what we're going to do for the bets is I have six of them, and we are going to go from number six down to number one, old-fashioned countdown style, like Casey Kasem back in the day. If you're as old as me, you know what I'm talking about. If not, you're probably like, Trevor, what the hell are you saying? So let's go six to one. Number six, the Los Angeles Rams under eight wins at minus 120. Let me pull up my notes here. Okay, so the Rams obviously are bad at this point. That game between them and the Bucks was pathetic. Both of those teams need to be put out of their misery. Another bet that I have this week is going to speak to how bad I still think the Bucks are after that game. If anything, that game should give you no confidence in either one of these teams. The Rams, unbelievable how they found a way to lose that game. They have no offensive line. Cup's a little hurt. They don't have a run game. Their defense isn't as good as it used to be. I mean, what I don't know what they have going for them at this point, but maybe decent coaching. They certainly still have some skill position players. I don't know. Maybe they're okay. It's the Aaron Donald factor or something. But let's look ahead at their schedule. And again, if you want to skip all this stuff, feel free to look at the timestamp. But I think some of this stuff is worth knowing. So I broke down one of the things I'm starting to do now that we're getting closer to the end of the season. I'm breaking down the rest of the schedule into games that I would expect a team to win. And then games that they, I would expect them to lose and then kind of games in the middle. So games that I would still expect the Rams to win. Let me make sure I'm on the right thing here before I continue. Oh yeah, I thought I was on the wrong one. That wasn't making sense. All right. Games that I I don't have any games I expect them to win is the truth. All I have is four games where I think it's a toss-up. So Las Vegas Raiders, also a team that sucks way more than they should. At Green Bay, already bad now, more and more banged up, lots of injuries. Denver at home and then at the Chargers. I'm trying to be generous here because what I'm trying to gauge is do I think they're actually going to go under eight or not? And so I don't want to short myself and be giving them fewer wins than I actually think they'll get. So I said, let's say they go three and one in those four games. I think that's generous because this is a team that can lose to anyone. The other games they have are Arizona at New Orleans at Kansas City and Seattle at home. I think those are harder games. Not top of the top, especially Arizona, New Orleans, but I think those are more difficult to win. So I said, let's say they go two and two in those games. We'll be generous and say that they're actually going to get a couple wins. It's very possible that they won't. So that would put me between those two things saying that the best they're going to do the rest of the season is five and four. 
If they go five and four the rest of the season, that would be eight and nine overall. Eight wins, this would push. So basically, I'm saying the best best case scenario for the Rams that I see is that this turns into a push. I give them about, I said a 37% chance of making it to eight wins. We're not even talking about nine wins. We're talking about eight wins. And so I ran some numbers off of that. And basically at minus 120, this is an implied probability of 54.55%. I give them this, this bet a 63% chance of going under, which would be an implied probability of minus 170. You also have to remember that at eight, we still get a push. So we have that difference in implied probability, but then we also have a push, even if it gets to eight, which I didn't even run the implied probabilities number four, but it would obviously be incredibly different. So I think that this is a really solid bet. I only did this to win one unit. You'll see as the bets go on that I increase the amount. And this is something that I will keep an eye on. Bet number five. Atlanta Falcons to win the division plus 391 unit. And you might say, Tasty, didn't you just bet two units on the Bucks to win the division last week? And I would say, why, yes, in fact, I did. It was at plus 100 then. Now it's at minus 185, which is just a sham to me because the Bucks beat a terrible Rams team at home with a lot of luck to help them out. And now they've dropped all the way to minus 185. When I run the numbers on this division, which I'll get into later in a little bit more depth if anyone's interested, I still have Atlanta with the highest chance to win this division. Now, Tampa Bay's already beaten Atlanta and New Orleans, so unless those teams come back and beat Tampa now, they have the tiebreaker, so we have to take that into account. And I think that this game is a this game, this division is a three-horse race, and I think it'll kind of come down to the end. I think the Falcons, Bucks, and Saints will all probably be in it till near the end of the season. And for that reason, I'm going to be watching these division odds on a week-by-week basis. Because if they're going to bounce all over the place, I'll keep taking the teams that you're giving me crazy odds on. If Tampa Bay loses a couple more games, I may be coming back with another bet on Tampa to win the division if I still think they're in it, because I'm going to keep getting plus money on all these teams. So this week, the one that I'm taking, I thought about a bet on New Orleans. I want to see how they look against Baltimore tonight. And I know that that could shift the odds, but I'm willing to to take that. I actually have New Orleans projected for the lowest win total out of these three teams. But let's say this isn't exactly an even race. Let's say Tampa actually has a 40% chance to win the division. And I gave Atlanta 32%, New Orleans 28. Well, um, going back to those implied probabilities, that would be... Uh, Atlanta's implied probability at plus 390 is 20.41. I'm saying I'm giving them 32%. The true odds there would be plus 212, and it's plus 390. I just think that this is way out of line in terms of what the actual probability is of them winning the division, especially when you get into it and look at the actual games that these teams have left. The other thing that I'll say here, another factor I look at is when a line is out of whack. So This same bet is plus 300 at DraftKings. It's plus 350 at MGM. And it's plus 390 at FanDuel. That's a bet I look at anyway, just based on the market, let alone anything else. So I love this bet. I still only did one unit because I kind of want to build in proportion with the other teams in this division as we move along. So expect to potentially see other bets on this division 
uh, as we move forward at plus money, trying to build up the guaranteed win, no matter who ends up taking it out of these three teams. Bet number four, my first bet this year on the New York football giants, as they say. Over 10.5 wins, plus 140. Just did this for one unit also. This is uh, this is at points bet, the best line. Let me find my notes on this one here. Okay. So they're at six wins right now. That means they've got to get five more to hit this bet. Games that I think they should win. Houston, Detroit, Washington, and Indianapolis all at home. So I said, let's say they go three and one in those games. They trip up and they drop a game that they really shouldn't. Then they're at Washington and at Minnesota. Both of those are definitely winnable games for them. And so let's say they go one and one in those games. And then they're at Dallas, Philadelphia at home and at Philadelphia. These division games, you never know. Maybe they could pull one of those out, but I'm going to just say that they're going to go 0 and 3 in those games. Well, that would give them four more wins, which would put them at 10. And this is 10 and a half. So what the hell am I doing, right? Why would I make a bet <clears throat> at 10 and a half if I think that their floor for wins is 10? Well, it's the price. This is plus 140. Basically, what I'm saying is if they could beat Houston, Detroit, Washington, and Indianapolis all at home, if they could win all four of those, I get to 11. If they could beat Washington and Minnesota away, I get to 11. If they could beat Dallas or one of the games against Philadelphia, they get to 11. So I see multiple paths for them to get there, even if I think their most likely outcome is 11. I think if this was over 10 and a half minus 110, I'd think, okay, I'm going to stay away because I think that's priced right. But in this case, I don't think it's priced right. <clears throat> At plus 140, that's a 41.67% implied probability. I have the likelihood of this happening at 55%, you know, just around that minus 110. That's well around one minus 120. So the true probability there or true odds would be minus 122 for the way that I'm seeing it. And I'm getting plus 140 instead of minus 122. So this for me is about the price. We'll see how it goes. Part of the reason that I did bet this now as well, looking at the schedule is that these odds are likely to get worse because the Giants' next two games are Houston at home and then Detroit at home before they go to Dallas. So it's very possible that they win two more games before they lose another one. And if that's the case, this over 10.5 will get down to even odds or even worse. So I wanted to take it now. Bet number three, going back to the Seattle Seahawks. We just had them last week or two weeks ago. But Seattle Seahawks, over 9.5 wins at minus 110. They just keep rolling along this is a team that is just killing it <clears throat> get better and better their defense seems to be improving a little bit their offense stays on track walker is looking incredible gino's still playing great so let's look at the reason why i would take over nine and a half when i already have over eight and a half in the futures portfolio this for them to get to 10 wins they have to go four and four the rest of the season we're going to talk about the schedule, but we're actually not going to talk about it here as much, but when we get to the AFC stuff, but they actually coming up have four very winnable games in a row. They're at Tampa this week, which I think is absolutely winnable. And then they have three more. So if they win even three of those four, this is going to be gone. 
it's going to be over 10 and a half or over 11 and a half. Um, I put them going four and four the rest of the season, let alone the fact that I think they could go four and oh in their next four, but four and four are better at 65 to 70%. So I went ahead and assigned 67% as the probability that I think they get to 10 wins, which would allow this bet to hit. At minus 110, implied probability is 52.38. Like I said, I'm putting it at 67, so the odds for that would be minus 203. I'm getting minus 110 instead of minus 203. Again, this is a bet that I just have to take, even though I have over 8.5, which I feel great about. This is one of the things with these futures bets, is you end up, and and you're going to see this at my number two, you end up betting things at much worse odds then you took them out when they were at better odds, but you've gotten more information. You're another game down the road. So there's less opportunity for things to, to go the wrong way. And so as you can hear and all the, and if you don't get into implied probability, I totally get it. That's fine. I actually haven't for a long time. I'm starting to do more with it, but toss that to the side. If you want, the point is that the chances of them getting to 10 wins, I think are a lot better than basically 50, 50 minus the juice. And so I'm still going to take it because I think it's still a really good bet. If they won four in a row and this went to 10 and a half or 11 and a half, I'd be looking at potentially taking that as well. It's not a bad bet just because it's a not as good of a line as something that I got earlier. I think if you've been betting a while, you probably get that. I don't need to belabor the point. All right. I believe that's the end of the one unit bets. Maybe I'm wrong. No, that's the end of the one unit bets. Did I skip one? Nope. Got two left. Next up, I have a bet to win two units, but it's a large bet for me because of the odds. This is the Tennessee Titans to win their division, minus 250. I bet this a couple weeks ago at minus 110. Obviously, in hindsight, I wish that I had gone bigger than I went at that point, but I didn't. And I think this is still a good bet. So let me run through some things here for the terrible AFC South. Let's say Tennessee and Jacksonville split their games. Even if I go that direction, I still have Tennessee going 10 and 7 and Jacksonville at 7 and 10. So even if they split, where I think Tennessee absolutely could sweep that season series, it's still a three-game difference. Ryan Tannehill is going to be back. He has a sprained ankle, and it's bad. Let's say he misses one more game even. Malik Willis... Had the Titans hanging in there against the Chiefs, so I don't think it's impossible for them to win a game even with him, though he hasn't been incredibly impressive. But Tannehill will be back. I don't believe in Jacksonville. That's another factor here. For Jacksonville to win this division, they would have to go on some ungodly run. Do you really think that Jacksonville is the team that's going to show the poise and fortitude to go on the kind of run it would take to get over a three-game deficit to win the division? I sure don't. I have Tennessee's floor at nine wins and Jacksonville's ceiling at six. So in that scenario where I talked about them splitting wins, I'm even giving them credit for an extra. So even at their Tennessee's floor and Jacksonville ceiling, I have a three-game difference. Also, Jacksonville plays at Kansas City next, so it's very likely that they're going to lose and this line is going to get even worse to the point where you probably don't want to bet it. I mean, even at minus 250 in the past, I wouldn't have. But I'm trying to go more based on what I think the value is. In addition, the market is saying that this is a good price. This is minus 290 at FanDuel. I have it here at minus 250 at points bet. 
It's minus 400 at DraftKings. Minus 250 versus minus 400. One of those prices is bad. (laughs) And based on all of the analysis I've done looking at the schedule, I think the DraftKings price is really bad. And I think that this price is good. Actually, I think the DraftKings price is still good, to be honest. If I go to implied probability for what I think is actually going to happen here, I think at this point, the Titans have somewhere around a 90% chance to win this division. I just don't see it going any other way. A 90% implied probability is minus 900. And DraftKings has it at minus 400. So even there, I don't think it's the worst of lines, but minus 250, obviously much better. And that's why I went big here. I had to bet five units to win two. No, I had to bet 10 units to win two. Sorry. That's a massive bet for me, not something that I normally do, but I did it because I think that this is a, a great bet, even though the line has gone up. Last one. My number one bet of the week is the Dallas Cowboys over 11 and a half wins minus 121 at Barstool. And I did this to win four units. I am actually thinking about doing it to win more. I don't know. I'm going to, I'm going to think through it. But let me talk to you about what I'm seeing here once I find my notes for this one. All right, so I told you about breaking down the schedule into these different tiers of teams. Dallas still has Indianapolis and Houston at home and at Washington. Now, divisional game at Washington, maybe it's a little bit tricky, but I really think that they should go 3-0 and in those games. Then they're at Green Bay and at Minnesota. That's coming up here. I absolutely think they can go 2-0 and there, but I'll just give them 1-1 one and one for the sake of argument. They lose to Green Bay or they lose to Minnesota. Okay, 1-1. One and one. Then they have the Giants at home. They're at Jacksonville, Philly at home, and at Tennessee. Even those games, I mean, I probably should. Well, oh, I know what I did on this one. I, I'm still working into how I want to handle all this. I actually broke this down into segments of their season. It wasn't the tiers of games I think they should win. So, I think at Jacksonville, they should win. I'd throw that into that should win tier. But I said out of the Giants, Jacksonville, Philly, Tennessee, let's say they go two and two there and they can beat the Giants and they probably have a chance to beat Philly at home. So they could do better than two and two, but let's say they go two and two there. What that leaves me at, if you add all of that up is 12 wins. And I'm actually giving them less credit than I want to. I actually have their win total at 13 or 14 is where I think that they end up for the season. So to get over 11 and a half, I think there is a very high probability that happens. Here again is another one where the market is talking to. So not quite as much as some of the others that I shared, but minus 121 at Barstool, minus 140 at PointsBet, and minus 165 at DraftKings. I have, I mean, injuries can happen and all that stuff. And and if you disagree with my percentages, what, what how often I think this happens, totally understandable. But really diving into the schedule and seeing where we're at at this point, I have this at an 80% chance of the Cowboys getting to 12 wins. An 80% chance is minus 400. And I'm at minus 121. Cut that in half if it was minus 200. <laughs> This is still a good bet at minus 121. So this is the reason I went in to win four units on this bet. All right. That's the futures for the week. If you're enjoying following along again, please do hit that like or subscribe. 
Oh, forgot. If you're still around and you're interested, let's run through the AFC and NFC really quickly. I know most people will probably have dropped out <laughs> for this part, but let's talk about that and what we see for the playoffs. Um, and I think I forgot to update the fighting for the playoffs. So real quick, um, if you're watching the video, you can see where I have teams um, up and down. I'm just going to highlight a few things. Number one, I dropped Vegas two wins to six and ten the Chargers to eight and nine. So that just makes me feel better about the bets I have on Kansas city to win this division. There's these other teams are just proving themselves to not be very good. The East is going to be a dog fight. I moved the jets and new England up a win. Um, that's going to be a strong division. And I think those are the main things here. I mean, you can see what I was talking about Tennessee to win the division. I have them projected at 10 and seven Jacksonville at five and 12 Indy at four, 12 and one. So I don't have anybody close to them. Um, that's where I think that's just a really strong bet. And then in terms of the playoffs, pretty sure I forgot to update that. So uh, don't pay attention to it. Actually, I could look up real quick what I had for the playoffs on my handy dandy paper where it's all written out. So differences in the AFC for the playoffs. I just have the Jets in at number seven right now. Cincinnati at six, Miami at five, and then the division winners. In the NFC... Um, not tons of changes. I think the biggest one would be dropping Green Bay to 6 and 11 as their projection. That's minus three. But they just looked so bad again in a spot where I thought they might look better. And they now have more and more injuries. Aaron Jones, um, some defensive injuries. So I just think they're in trouble. Did flip-flop and have Chicago in third and Detroit in fourth now just by a game. You can see that south there. That's something to highlight where I had Atlanta in first at nine and eight, and then Tampa and New Orleans both at eight and nine. I have Atlanta's ceiling highest at 11 and New Orleans second highest at 10. Um, so we'll see how that shakes out. But that's what I'm talking about, where I just see that division being really tight all the way to the end of the season. So wherever we're getting plus money, uh, it could be a good place to add. And then East is pretty much the same. West is pretty much the same other than bumping Seattle up to 11 and six from 10 and seven, which puts them closer to San Fran to win the division. That's a reason why last week I thought about taking San Francisco to win the division, but I decided to just take over nine and a half wins instead. So this way I can win Seattle bets and San Francisco bets instead of excluding myself from winning one of the two. And then in terms of the playoffs for the NFC, let's see. I mean, right now I have Atlanta in at four, but again, that, We've talked about how that's going to be up and down. I have Seattle up to number six and the Giants in at number seven. Okay, that concludes all of the futures talk. I would love to hear any comments or DM me on Twitter if you have any questions or thought about thoughts about these future bets. Like I said at the beginning, having been doing this just for four or five weeks now really diligently, the NFL markets are not soft and the futures markets feel a lot softer to me. And I know I've heard people smarter than me talk about how there's a larger hold in the futures markets. And I get that. And also you're giving them your money for however many weeks until these things settle. Um, and so, so your money is tied up that way. Those are things you absolutely have to consider, but you don't see the discrepancies in lines on sides and totals on a weekly basis in the NFL that you're seeing on these futures bets and that's a sign to me that these markets are just a lot softer and it's more possible to find ways to beat the book on futures. Going to be playing into that with NBA as we move along as well and see if that can be the case in that market as well. All right, that's it. I uh, hope you have a great day. 
win these bets together if you, if you tail me. But if not, no worries. I'll talk to you later.